hold everyone in place. He knew it then, and he knows it now, that, besides sex, what lurked behind those sand dunes was time. We've all had our experiences, an interviewer once said, though I can't help thinking Edmund White is still right in the middle of his. Edmund White? He turns around to see a woman with a clipboard and an outstretched hand. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, she says. Shall we go inside? They enter the cold-blasted, air-conditioned foyer. I like the name White, she says. It's like the beginning of something fresh, like clean sheets. She presses for floor number five. The reflective surface of the elevator door shows a distorted Edmund White. The assistant beside him is reading his vital statistics on a piece of paper, secured to the clipboard by a shiny metal lever. Edmund White, one-bedroom apartment with easy access to subway and mainline transportation. Monday, lease, TBC. His apartment in Paris had doors that opened out onto a balcony overlooking the roof of a church. Chilly breezes rustled papers, the sound of gentle rain, conversations, French flowing in like the breeze, edges rough and unfinished, history, one he didn't know, language, something he didn't understand, breathing, shaky and uncertain, the bulk of a lover, warm and alive, time stretched out, delicious and permanent. This L-shaped apartment is only temporary. Its position on the block is determined by its hard, straight edges, its squareness, the angle of the floorboards as he stands here, the hard edge of the window with its black frame and sill. Nothing can come in or go out. The windows are sealed shut and the air conditioning unit is whirring. The towels in the bathroom hang neatly in a line. His stomach is as tight as a nut. Soon... He will pick a nice place in Chelsea or the Upper West Side. It will be a place that suggests a future. It will contain many things to do, fix up, put right. He will go out and buy new furniture, art, paintings, bookcases, and books. He will have his old belongings delivered there. He will get right back down to work. He will set out all of his notebooks on the table. He will read every page. He will organize his life into chapters. He will examine a map of the city. He will write about what things were like in the past. He will remember the city's dirty streets. He will remember himself. He will remember when it all began for him in the 1960s, when he arrived in a city that was on the verge of collapse, the city and him. He will align this theme of the end of the city with the notion that, for him, things were just beginning, like someone had switched on a light for Edmund and he could finally see the world. The assistant switches on the kitchen light and opens the bedroom door. The temporary bed is pushed up against the wall. There are gray marks on the surface of the mattress. Edmund possesses no sheets. He will have to go out and buy sheets. He will have to go out and buy a good many things, clothing and kitchen utensils. They will all be new and unused. He will unseal the window to let the air in. I have papers for you, the assistant says, laying her briefcase on the couch. She opens the briefcase and takes out the papers. 
There is a run in the back of her left stocking. Her stocking is a veil. I cannot touch you, Edmund thinks. He watches how she handles the paper. Pages flick. She is not in any hurry. She has no other place to go. She likes to be here with Edmund White. Edmund White is a famous author. Edmund White has written many books. She will ask if his signature is the same as the one he uses for the inscription in his books, and he will say he cannot remember. He will say that he is not a machine, that he cannot simply sign book after book without consequences. He will say that he is not the same as his author photograph, which was taken many years before. He is not that man. That is another Edmund White. You think that man is me, but that Edmund White, that Edmund White is a stranger.